Evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of Irish Whiskies Magazine's presentation of Words on Whiskey. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. It's a nice, uh, fresh, dark, cold evening out of Dublin tonight. Uh, I hope you're all keeping safe and well and uh, looking after one another. Uh, so we've uh, an interesting show. We've got uh, Marek Spitzer from Irish Whiskies uh, out of Germany this evening. And we also have another guest, uh, Paul Moynihan from the Vintners Federation of Ireland. But so we'll just uh, kick off and maybe look at the news for for this evening or for this week. So a relatively quiet, uh, a relatively quiet week, uh, but still, as always, things going on in uh, things going on always. So. Okay, so the the big uh, the big news out of uh, Dingle Distillery is they've announced uh, a cask program called Descendants, and they are doing a hundred casks uh, for release prior to the end of the year, and prices starting uh, at a quite steep ten k, uh, and then add your vat and bottlings and costs on top of that, but. If you're looking for something special, that might be a great introduction into uh, Irish whiskey. And, you know, they have they have a, a history there. They're there seven years. So you can buy into the program for eight years or up to 21 years. You have your choice of finish there in the cask. So you can finish in Oloroso, Port, Sherry, and one other bourbon casks. Uh, and I think the choice of Sherry is uh, Oloroso or PX. So uh, Graham Gould, their master distiller there, will be overseeing the production of that. They only produce four casks uh, a day, so they are not a massive operation, but they've certainly built up a big name for themselves, and uh, hopefully that will help their operation going as well for the next years. Uh, as well as that, there is Craft Cocktails, uh, a new company formed uh, by the guys at uh, 1661, and uh, they've released uh, a series of pre-made cocktails. You can see here the six different ones. They're the miniatures, and uh, here are the larger bottles. And the miniatures start at €12.50 Euro each, and uh, the larger ones, I think, are €35. Euro. I think you can get the smaller, six of the smaller ones for €75. Euro. So... Look, if you're looking for a gift or if you're looking to get into the cocktail festive spirit, um, it's great to support local Irish businesses and Irish businesses. Uh, and if you can, uh, do look at uh, craftcocktails.ie for more information. Uh, other than that, obviously the COVID is, is the big news at the moment. Um, it's still pubs are only completed one week of level five lockdown. And, of course, that's a huge, uh, a huge burden for the pub trade and hospitality and look we're delighted to have uh, Paul Moynihan join us. Paul Moynihan is the incoming president of the Vintners Federation of Ireland so let's uh, welcome in Paul. Good evening. Paul, good evening. How are you? Thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Well I suppose uh, firstly you, you could talk about maybe what your what your role is as uh, chairman of the Vintners Federation and who you represent. Yeah, um, the Fitners Federation of Ireland represent all publicans um, outside of the Dublin greater area. We represent up to maybe 3,800 publicans outside mm -hmm. Dublin, and I'm incoming president. So we'd have a staff, full-time staff, and I'd be kind of representing it as a publican just coming in as, as the president shortly. Yeah. yeah, and you're based down in County Wicklow, Moynihan's Bar yourself. So you're a yeah. publican. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a village pub. It's a traditional um, non-food pub. It's what yeah. uh, basically an awful lot of our members in the VFI would represent or would be like me in that um, we'd be spread out throughout the country in small areas and we'd be seen kind of as, as a very important part of, of the community in our areas. Yeah, of course, of course. And what is the current state of play then with, with the pubs? What's the impact that you're seeing? And obviously you, you see this impact firsthand being a publican yourself. Yeah, so so basically, as as probably most people know, we were closed um, just coming up to St. Patrick's Day and the 15th of April. From that point, we were hoping to get open in the middle of June. Then it went every time the date kept being pushed back. And then 
in the end, we got open on the 22nd of, of September, which is a long, long time, over six months. So yeah. as that happened, then we, we'd open under strict uh, guidelines inside that our capacity was down to about 50% of what we were beforehand. And then that lasted basically two weeks. And then our customers were pushed outside that we could only serve 15 people outside our pub. So I, I, I kept that going because I thought it was important in the am to try and um, keep keep a little bit of... Um, Oh, good! I don't know faith or good, good, good feeling in the area that we're trying to offer something to our community. It's not yeah. for the money you'd be making out of them, but it's and it gets me out of the house too, of course. But yeah. um, that lasted two weeks or just over two weeks as well. So now, from last week, we're closed down completely again for six weeks. Yeah. So again, it, we're back. <laughs> Nobody knows what's happening. We're, we're we're very disappointed to be closed. We I, we thought as an industry we we did everything we've been asked to, and it's been. No major spread of of the virus in in the pubs that have been very strictly been been adhered to, or the guidelines been adhered to. So we couldn't see where the problem was. Yeah, is it a question of the odd rogue pub not following guidelines and bringing it down for the rest, or is it not that case? Yeah, as well, Sergio say we their guidelines are there for everybody to follow. If, but if publicans aren't following it. I thought that the laws were there to kind of to stop that, like, and if they were if they were used and and adhered to, I think we, we could be very successful in what we're doing. But it has to be said, I think the Garda Síochána and everybody has said it. I think up to vast majority, well, well over ninety five percent of publicans are trying their best in this situation. Yeah, what what's the what's the sense of the pubs that will not be opening? Have you any kind of figures as to? The long-term effects are they? Are there pubs already that are doomed not to open? Yeah, I'm sure, Sergio. This is listen. There's no industry that can close down for so long without without taking a hit for for some people. Like, um, but again, I think we'd have to be open for a little while. We were only open for a month as such, and the Dublin publicans weren't allowed open at all. The, the traditional pubs in Dublin weren't allowed open at all. So, so it was too early to make a call on where publicans stood. So still people at that time even had an open door waiting to see what way it went because with the 50% um, capacity of pubs, some pubs are very small with long sure. counters. The counters weren't being able to be used. So it wasn't really uh, viable for them to use them to get open anyway. So they had to wait after they got open in a, in a, in a better fashion. Yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, what the government has done, have they done sufficient? Uh, you know, I know there was a, there's some help there in the budget there towards publicans have they gone far enough to be able to to help the industry survive yeah we've been screaming and shouting for a long time looking for for help because i say we were the, the longest industry in ireland that had been kept closed and yeah. it kind of fallen deaf ears for a long time but this budget that was a was a two weeks ago they, they did offer us a little bit of hope for businesses that were going to be closed um it's, listen we want to get open we want to do what we do as i said but it, it is a little bit of a help but but sergius Listen, at the end of the day, we're business people. And I say, even for our own sanity and for the sanity of all our, the people around our areas, we want yeah. to get open. We want to have a chat again and, and talk to our customers. Yeah. I mean, it's, especially in rural areas, of course, the pub is such a, a cornerstone of, of Irish life uh, and the social scene. It's a huge burden, not just to ourselves. Obviously, that's a huge thing, but, but also to the locals that would uh, socialize there. Yeah, that I saw it reopened after so long, Sergio, that the people were nervous starting with. But when they saw the effort that, that went into my own pub and, and lots and lots of pubs around the country, that we went to try and make things um, both hospitable and safe. And yeah. really the effort was made. And like, and the amount of compliments that I got personally and my wife and, and my staff here got uh, from the efforts that we put in was great to see and the, and the, the response from the locals were good too like the, the, there was an appetite to come back to the pubs so yeah. that was very very good for us to see but when we're stuck out when we're put out to, to serve 15 people outdoors that got a little yeah. bit awkward in that like you were trying to set up booking systems and trying to to kind of give people two hours uh, at their tables and stuff and that really got awkward and, and like it, like we tried our best, but we still felt it was important to try and keep, keep something going because, as I said, you mentioned at the start of your broadcast there, we're in the winter now. It's going to be yeah. dark at five o'clock in the evening. Like So we're going to try and trying to do something for people that are on their own maybe. And are, even if they're not on their own, they might be lonely and they have to try and get out and socialise and have a chat somewhere along the line. Yeah. And one of the things that we, we talked about earlier was the government aren't going to be looking at the situation again in terms of even looking at reopening the bars again for another three weeks at least. Yeah. So there's no yeah. chance of opening before then, no? 
Well, they say they're going to look at it, yeah, in another three weeks. So it all depends on the number of surgeries, but things yeah. that have to improve immensely for that to happen. But but um, all I can say from our point of view is that whatever has been asked of us, we've tried to do. Like, and I say, and if there have been problems, deal with the individual problems. Don't try to keep the whole industry closed. Yeah. But I think this has got around Europe. This has got to a, a different stage now. So I, I think probably the right decision was made to close mm-hmm. the, the place down again. It's all industries that have closed, not just pubs this time. But um, but I think when we do reopen, I think it's very important to allow pubs to open with the rest of industries, not just to keep us closed again. Yeah, uh, even those without restaurants and just wet bars yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, like we're doing the very same. Our our criteria to reopen is the very same as for restaurants. So I can't see why they they, they would not allow us to open. So yeah, yeah. I really I thought that was a mistake back in July when they real when they opened gastro pubs and restaurants and and then um, kept closed traditional pubs and it actually put pressure on the gastro pubs in yeah. that they weren't able to take the pressure of the crowds that wanted to get to them because there is an appetite to get back. Like the People want to social, especially the Irish are very social people. They want to get out and have a chat and, and if there's Absolutely. football, they want to watch it. So it's very important, I think, to open all the industry together. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, on the BFI side, what's the uh, what's the mission statement, if you like, of the of the BFI? And it, does it differ in any way to the local vintners association uh, who are primarily representing Dublin? The LVA you're talking about, yeah. No, yeah. No, we'd be singing off the same hymn sheet, really, because I say, as I say, even worse for the Dublin publicans, they haven't, they, the traditional pubs haven't been allowed open at all. So yeah. we're, we're trying to just get open, and as long as we can follow the guidelines by the World Health Organization, and even the guidelines they ask us to, to follow are a little bit stream, more stringent than that. And yeah. we've been stressing all along that we're able to do it. And I said, I think the big thing it's. We look for help. We need help. Of course, we're the longest industry closed. We're closed, but all industry is under pressure now. I think the whole in- economy of the of Europe yeah. and probably further is under pressure now. So it's very important to try and get everybody going. But we've got to do it in a safe way. We've got to try and go together on this. We, we need our customers. We need all publicans. We need all the health bodies to come together on this and try and work together on it because there's no point in you can't beat people with a stick you got to try and bring people with you on all these guidelines that are being asked and, and sooner or later it's going to have to open up now touch wood of course we hope this virus is going to disappear and there's going to be a, a vaccine shortly and maybe we can get back to some sort of mo- mo- normality but um yeah because it's about protecting the uh it's about protecting your staff as much as the customers as well of course so yeah, and I've seen I've seen throughout I've I've talked to many publicans, Sergius, and that they've been open as gastro pubs, and they've had no problems throughout the year, throughout the since they were open. I think some at the start of July, they've yeah. seen very little problems. And if there has been an individual problem, it has been sorted directly straight away, and 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 there's been no kind of spread. I think it's been very successful, and and um, we'd be hopeful that we could do it again. But um, I suppose we have to be putting a, allowed to get into that position to open again and do it. Like, especially in a village like mine, it's very easy to track and trace in my area because I'd have, at this, especially in the wintertime, maybe 100% local, locals I'd have in my pub. And I yeah. said, and everybody wants to look after each other. So they're going to try their best to do what they're supposed to do. So to keep us open, like nobody wants all, all industry to be closed down. They want to be able to get out and, and socialize again. So like it's, everybody's trying their best, I think, and will going forward try their best. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you could almost argue that there were more cases of house parties than there were, if any, in pubs, you know. So we've been chatting that we've been chatting that message for a long time, and there's been she beans, um, which are kind of if nobody they'd be kind of where you'd set up a, a kind of a bar in your shed or something without any license or any guy. Any, I'd say the guidelines there would be very wouldn't be looked at at all. So like they're really what we would see as the problem areas. Like and I say, if you got people back into control areas to to, to enjoy themselves, we would we'd feel that it'd be actually more successful than what is happening with with everything closed down with the wet pubs closed down. Yeah. Do you have a figure of how many people are involved in, in, in the business in terms of numbers and how many have been made redundant or furloughed? Well, we've, yeah, well, we've no numbers of, of redundancies yet, of course, because all pubs now at the moment and all hotels, all restaurants are closed again. So yeah. we, we would have 60,000 direct, direct staff, 60,000 in wow. the pub industry. like, And I think in the whole hospitality industry, there's heading for a quarter of a million oh. in yeah, huge. Well, look, I know Christmas is a very busy period for you. Let's hope that everything uh, gets resolved and you're back in business and we can go in and sit down and have a chat with our friends and have a 
a few uh, drums and enjoy yeah. ourselves. So. Yeah, it's very important to try and get back and it's safer. It's a family time, so we'd hopefully we'd we'd have some sort of normality back then. But so, but of course, we've got to cross our fingers on that one and, and hope for the best. You know, it's yeah. not going to be easy. Well, look, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I'd love to have you on the show again, actually, Paul, just to discuss the, what your role is and what VFI do for for the people out there in the pub trade. So maybe okay. you'll join us on a later date for yeah. a longer chat. And cheers to you and your, and your listeners. Slaunch it. Thank you very much. Take care. Well, there you go. I mean, you can't hear it from a, a more close-to-the-ground uh source than from Paul there so uh, hopefully we're going to see better days and of course let's uh, go out and enjoy a drink responsibly uh, when we get the chance okay so our main guest for this evening I mentioned is Marek Spitzer from Germany so let's uh, bring in Marek and uh, good evening good afternoon <laughs> well yes we'll, we'll keep this uh, we'll keep this in English because uh, your English is better than my German for sure. Okay. For sure. So I will do my best. Yeah. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah. Strange times. I'm not sure of the current situation now in Germany. What it's like there? Lockdown Monday Lockdown. is confirmed and very bad situation. So all restaurants will be closed again. And um, yeah. So it just came up this afternoon, and so yeah, we will go also to the second lockdown. Yeah. Does Germany yeah. have the same, I mean, obviously you're a visitor here and we've met a, a few times when you've been over here. Germany doesn't have the same pub culture, certainly as, as Ireland, but it's still an important uh, yeah. employer. We do not really have a pub culture, but we have pubs and we have lots of local restaurants and where the people go and also have a beer or sit down together. And um, yeah, so this will not be possible, I think, till the end of November. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's having a, obviously a huge effect on on yourself. You, you would have been in Ireland at least two or three times, I'm sure, in the last six months. You're here all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had lots of plans for the summer. I wanted to do some whiskeys and I wanted to choose some casks by myself in the distilleries. Um, so it wasn't possible. I got samples shipped over to Germany and right. then I had to choose from. But of course, it would be great if I could have been over there and did it by myself. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a big uh, a hassle as well for you in terms of the business that you have, or, or has it benefited from COVID? So I don't know if it's like here where off licenses have actually done quite well through COVID. Yeah, but we what what I'm totally missing is all the trade shows and the tastings, and so I did lots of that during the year normally. Yeah. Um, so this everything can happen. Yeah. And yeah. Irish whiskey is still a product which has to be tasted. So all yeah. the new ones which are behind me, they need to be tasted from the consumers. And this is definitely not possible. That's why the Irish whiskey weekend will be happening. Yeah, yeah. And we're looking forward to that now. That's yeah. Be, I'm sure that must be the first of its type from Germany anyway, a virtual whiskey tasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big virtual tasting with Irish product. I've never been there. Yeah. You, what in Germany are you are you based in? Like, is it Ronstadt or Ronstadt? I pronounce it wrong. Yeah, it's a very, very small village. Um, it's near Frankfurt, so about yeah. 50 kilometers from Frankfurt away. Yeah. And how did you how did you get into this business? So you, you run Irish whiskeys.de website, which is selling products. And then you have the import and distribution side. How did yeah. you get involved in it? And uh, and where did the idea come around? And when did it start? Um, I started the business in 2011. Okay. Um, the idea arises in about 2009, 2010. So yeah. preparation really started in 2010. And um, yeah, I was on the trade show and figured out that there is nearly no Irish whiskey in Germany. So 10 yeah. years ago. And um, I, I thought that this whole whiskey culture was very interesting because you are not drinking whiskey for getting drunk. You're yeah. drinking whiskey for talking about talking about the history, talking about the distillery. Um, so yeah, lots around the product, and I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. And on this trade show, I tried the Jameson Gold and was like, wow, very good product. Uh, whiskey could be very nice because you have to know, I did not really drink alcohol before I started this business. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah. So no, not a wine or beer or anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I tasted this and I was like, wow, very good product. And then yeah. I started to research what Irish whiskeys are there and figured out that no one in Germany is covering Irish whiskey really good. Yeah. So the idea arises that um, I do it. And it was like, uh, okay, there is no one. Yeah. I will do it. So, um, yeah. And then I started to search which whiskeys I could get in Germany and opened the website with 36 different Irish whiskeys. So very small. Yeah. Compared to where we are now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But this were the whiskeys I got. And about one and a half, two years later, I brought out my first single cask bottling. It was the first single cask from Teeling, which was ever released. Yeah. So um, that was somewhere really I have that. I have that somewhere, but I'm pretty sure I ordered it from you a yeah, long time maybe. ago now. Yeah, it was an 11 year old single malt bourbon cask. And still today, I say that was a very, very good whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then this was a point where then I started to import and distribute whiskey here in Germany also. Yeah. I mean, how do you go from not having any business and then managing to convince? the distilleries and the producers to actually run with you and, and be the distributor for them in Germany? Um, lots of hard work, yeah. lots of conversation, lots of networking, visiting the distilleries. Um, and Ireland is an island, so everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. Really. So, um, I mean, did you have a love affair with Ireland before you started? Or yes. You did, yeah. Yeah. I was in Ireland when I was 17. Um, right. I was there with a friend and we did a holiday. And this was the time where I said, okay, Ireland, this is very nice. And I really like it. Yeah. So I'm very sad that I couldn't be uh, over this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the big things that you do is you do visit all these distilleries and, and you, it's not just the whiskey. I mean, you are interested in the history of Irish whiskey as well. And you, you do a great job of promoting Irish whiskey as a brand in Germany, not yeah. just specifically your products. It is a, a big challenge. I mean, what is the, you know, what's the standing of Irish whiskey within Germany? Um, it's, it's not very easy. Yeah. Still Scotch is the first one. Yeah. Um, because, so... When you have you have this really whiskey nerds, whiskey drinkers, and they normally prefer heavy peated whiskey with lots of cask finish. Yeah. So this is not really Irish whiskey. Yeah. And or it wasn't. They, it's changing. Yeah, it's changing now, yes. But um often they think it's very smooth, it's vanilla, it's fruity. That's it's an Irish whiskey. That's in the mind of the people. Sure. And so my job is to tell the people we have cast drinks whiskey, we have single cast bottlings, we have great whiskeys with great finishes. We have whiskeys, they are not smooth, they are very complex. So it's about lots about education and um, talking about not yeah, about the whole industry because yeah. I do not talk about specific whiskeys then. Yeah. Yeah. And is, is that a challenge? I mean, now that you don't have a, a route to go to trade shows and things, what, what's your route to to pass that message on to people? Yeah, I do also live streams on yeah. my channel. Um, so um, what's your channel? Just in case people don't aren't aware of it. Yeah, it's um, Irish whiskeys. Irish whiskeys. So okay. the at the end, it's very important. Oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah. And um, then, of course, the Irish Whiskey Weekend now. This yeah. is one way I would like to go um, because I, we have done some very special tasting kits with products yeah. you cannot really taste um, normally. 
yeah. and um, they are on a very good price point. So um, this is also a way now. I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, here, here's your logo. I, I suppose as well as supporting our uh, Irish whiskey liquid, you, you've been supporting yeah. Irish whiskey. I mean, you've helped us certainly uh, establish a, a presence in Germany, and I know. Uh, Tour glass, you've been a big supporter of as well. So yeah, it, it's the whole uh, Irish whiskey sector. So, but these are the brands that you're going to be. Are these all the brands that you're going to be presenting on the on the whiskey weekend? Yeah. So the whiskey exactly. weekend is twenty twentieth and twenty first of November, is it? No, twenty first and twenty second of November. Okay, well, better Saturday early than late. Sunday. So yeah. drinking weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a a big weekend. So you have a, uh, I think. Let me share your uh, schedule here because we have that up yeah. on the, and I'll see if I can sh share that now with our readers. So I think it's, the website is Irish Whiskies, Irish Dash Whiskies .de is where you're selling, but this, but where you're actually uh, doing the show from is a different address. So yeah, let me get that up. So, so this is your website here. The um. Irishwhiskies.de, but you've got yeah. your your master classes here for the weekend. Yeah. Now, Irish-whiskey-weekend.de. Yeah, it's Wochenende. Uh, so weekend, it's the English word, German word is Wochenende. Okay. All right. Well, that's why we're doing this in English and not in yeah. German. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, look, I, I can see there's a big schedule there. I think you had mentioned there were going to be 11 events, but I actually see more. So, uh, but these are the brands that you represent. So you've got Teeling, Blacks, Clonic Hilti, Two Stacks, Pierce, your own brand here, which we'll come and talk about, Liberator, yeah. Connacht, JJ Carey, Powerskirt, and Cologne. Yeah. Is that your entire portfolio? Um, yeah, we have some more in our portfolio. We have yeah. lots of gins also. But okay. at this weekend, we had... Um, the people we said to the distilleries um, that um, in the tasting kit has to be new make. So okay. that's one of the tasks. Yeah. And so these are all the people who were able to give us also new make because right. I think that's very special because normally you can't taste it. Yeah. What do you, what do you make of this resurgence of Irish whiskey? This, the, the huge growth has happened and, and what do, what do Germany make of it? uh how do you mean that i mean you could never have foreseen that the growth was going to be quite as uh, rapid as it has been has it taken you by surprise and do you think it's a good thing uh, definitely it's a good thing um i was not really surprised because i'm always very focused on the market and look what's happening yeah in ireland um so it was not a surprise but I'm okay. very happy that the distilleries are developing as good as they are doing at the moment. And of course, I hope that all can be up and running very fast again. Um, yeah. yeah. We, we all hold that, uh, hope that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, is it fair to say that the distilleries that you distribute for would be on the small to medium size rather than the big, big players? Yeah, I think so. And is yeah. that because the others are so well established, they have the means to be able to reach market, and now you're getting to the point where you can bring the the newer entrants and the smaller ones into the market? Yeah, I think the big, big players, um, they have already their distributing channels, and um, most times they are also owned by the distributions. Right. Um, so, and I think the smaller to middle ones are much more interesting than the big big ones than the ones we all know because yeah. um they are the the smaller middle ones are much more flexible mm -hmm. and you can do much more very interesting products yeah so but also there they bring brands that a lot of uh, drinkers wouldn't be necessarily aware of so your role is really to promote all of them is there ever yeah. a is there ever a conflict between promoting one brand over another? Do you ever get into that situation, and how do you keep it even? I do my best to do to promote all as good as I can. 
Yeah. Um, yes, of course, sometimes you do a post more from this distillery because there are some more interesting topics at the moment than at the other ones. But when I do a trade show, I present them all and yeah. I present them all in the same way. Um, and it's when you're going to a, another distributor with some mixed portfolio. So they yeah. have Scotch whiskey, American Irish whiskey. Most times the Scotch whiskeys are in the front yeah. and the Irish ones are standing just anywhere yeah. behind. Um, yeah. So they are not really focused on that. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the prints I distribute, I like them all really much. And um, I think it's, very important that you stand behind every friend you are distributing and that you like the work they are doing. Otherwise I couldn't do it in the way I do it. Yeah. So it's important for you to have a personal relationship with the, yeah. with the brands. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, just one thing I wanted to touch on in terms of visitors to Ireland, Germans are a very significant part of the, the Irish whiskey tourism industry. And you can see here, Germany has 10%. But I mean, it's 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 growing very quickly. Mm. Is that uh, growth matching the sales of Irish whiskey in Germany? Is it growing relatively fast? I think the sales are getting up. Yes, yeah. um, but it's still for the newer brands. You really have to educate the people about them because um, Germany is a country where the people want to know what they are drinking. Yeah. So um, when there is, lots of them are really educated. So they know that, let's say, a spade and bushel 14 years yeah. is not from the Connacht distillery. Yeah. So they want to know where the liquid is from. They want to know how long it was finished. They want to know exactly the ABV. They want to know if there's color added. So um, the I think the... German market is very, very different from the U.S. Yeah. And I think also from the Irish market. Yeah. yeah. And what the, do they tend to be drinking at the at the entry level, or do they do they move up to premium as well? What what kind of market, or is it across the board? Yeah, I think um, you have people in every price range. Yeah. But I think most people are drinking between forty and 60, 70 euros. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly one of the big markets for Irish exports, uh, Germany, in terms of the whiskey, and it has been growing steadily over the last years. But I mean, it must be a challenging job for you to to inform the end uh, the end drinker, end customer of, of the product. Yeah. Uh, is there are there any challenges with uh, getting transparency on what Irish whiskey is? Yeah, definitely. It's changing, it's getting better. Yeah. But um, as you know, when you buy a Clonakilty distillery whiskey, there is not a liquid from Clonakilty in it. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's for, or when you buy a Fercolin whiskey, um, it's not at the moment not the Power Scott liquid in it. Yeah. And they all are very transparent about that topic now. But, yes, um, in the mind of the people is always that about five years ago, there was not this real big transparency. Sure. And so now they are saying, okay, yeah, that, but that's not the distillery liquid. And then I say, yes, yeah, it's not, but they have chosen excellent cast. They made a very good finish. They know what they are doing. So the education has changed. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that's going to really open up the market when we actually see finished products from these distilleries yeah, as well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yes. I mean, the other big thing in Germany is they do want to know what's in the bottle, and I think by law the label has to say whether there's coloring or not in the yeah. on the label. Yeah, I think that's the only difference in terms of uh, labeling that I'm aware of, and it may be something else, but you know. no, nothing else. Just the yeah. coloring has to be on the label. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surely the the market will surely grow once all that opens up a bit more, and uh, you have a bigger selection as well. But yeah. So you decided to start. The, here's the Irish Whiskey Weekend uh, logo, if you like. What was the what was the motivation for starting, and what went into? I, I mean, I know from talking to other people organizing events, it's it's a large amount of work. But from your side, what are the logistics like? 
Oh, it's crazy at the moment. Um, on Friday, I will fill all the bottles. So okay. the miniatures, um, I ran the kitchen for that so that we can do it there. And um, the logistics are, wow, it's such a lot of work. Um, I've never, when I decided to do that in July, I wouldn't expect that it's so much work, um, so much logistics, um, so much what I have to think about. um, But I like to do it. It's fun to do it. Sometimes it's no fun when things do not end up as you expected or as you wanted to to have them. But um, I think it's the best opportunity you can have to taste the new products this year. Yeah. I I think it's so important with Irish whiskey to actually get people to taste it. So, I mean, once once you get them to taste it, I think that's half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have the battle done, but yeah, I don't envy you filling the filling the miniatures. Uh, I think after the first hundred, you might start getting a little bit bored of doing it. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. what is it? What's in the packs then? So I presume they're all different. You, you're doing uh, packs, yeah. eleven different packs that people can take from the website. And the other thing, important thing is it's not limited to Germany. So you're no. distributing all over Europe. A few difficulties you were mentioning with distributing to England. You found a way to get into the north. And, I will uh, find a way to get it to Northern Ireland. That's not the problem. But unfortunately, we can send, can't send to the UK. But other European countries, that's no problem. Okay. We would be delighted when it will be international. Um, yeah, so... Um, in the pack are four samples. Each sample is 5CL. Okay. And also a two-it class, which is branded with the logo of the weekend. Very nice. And um, every pack has two standard bottlings, one special bottling, and new make. Okay. Okay. And what's the price for that, Marie? It's um, 35.90 euro. 35. And then I suppose if somebody needs to get a ship, then there's a shipping charge, obviously, yeah. with that. Yeah, so that's good value for what you're getting. Um, and then the master classes. So you have the master classes. If you buy one box, you can attend all of the master classes. Am I right? Yes, that's right. Very good. And what else have you lined up for for the weekend? Yeah, so there are 15 minutes breaks after each tasting slot. Yeah. So maybe sometimes just 10 minutes when it will take a bit longer. Yeah. And we will fill them with um, folk music. So we have three um, people doing music for us. Um, we have um, Carson. He joins me often on live streams. And I'm very delighted that he will play live during okay. the weekend. Very good. And then I have one. He's called Paddy. Paddy goes to Hallihat. He's very well known in Germany doing lots of Irish folk music. And then I have Sina Teil. She lives in Ireland. She's a German living in Ireland, and she's doing Irish country and also folk music. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. So there's a big interest in Irish culture from Germany. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. I think you can see it in the tourism that lots of people um, traveling to Ireland yeah. and taking the holidays there. And I think that is much growing. I've seen that during the last three years because normally when I'm over, I really do not go to the tourism spots. Um, As I know lots of local people, I ask them where is it nice and where are no tourism. Okay. So, um, but also on these spots, you see now German people a lot. So yeah. Yeah, I think the Germans are, are well known for looking for the non-touristy spots. Yeah. And they find them, I think. They find them. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us about the format of the actual masterclass then? Um, yeah, so we we won't do that um, on YouTube or Facebook. We will do it on a webinar page. So it's closed just to the um, attendees. Yeah. Um, so you will get a link about one week before the event. And um, on each um, masterclass, the master blender or distillery owner 
will be with me on the stream and we will doing a kind of an interview, but people are also, of course, able to ask questions and um, yeah. Excellent. I'm just showing a few pictures here of your, yeah. your travels around. Uh, you covered some mileage anyway, but I, I think, you know, building up that personal relationship with the distilleries is, is so important, uh, you know, both in terms of trust and getting to understand their brand. Uh, is that yeah. something that's challenging for you or you're happy? No, I like to do that because um, this is something what's making fun because um, you need, I think in the, uh, in the business of whiskey, it's very important to have these relations and um, to have very good connections with working with each other. Yeah. Um, I think that's very important. And um you need you just need to have good business relation yeah yeah and the fact that they're partaking as well i mean th there's no better person to represent the brand than the owner and the distiller yeah so right. uh, and will they be revealing new releases will they be given insights into what their plans are simply they will yes of course and we will have we will have some really cool releases um just before the weekend, we have a JJ Curry release with with a whiskey which I was ma made, I have made last year, and um, well, there you yeah. are, yourself and Louise. Uh, yeah, good to see Louise doing some work. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's she's very hands on. Yeah, she's she very is. Hands so um, yeah, so um, and this um. The special bottling will be just available for the attendees um, because it's a very, very limited edition from JJ Curry. What is um, it? Or can you yeah, tell us? Because um, we just got about 80 bottles or something. So okay. very small amount. Yeah. So I decided that this will be exclusively go to the attendees of the Irish Whiskey Weekend. Very good. Yeah. And then we will have um, from Powers Guard a single cast bottling. Um, which is also very cool because it's just the second single cast bottling they are doing. And it will be an 18-year-old single malt finished in Muscatel casks. Very good. Very good. This was the one which I really wanted to choose by myself in the warehouse. Okay. Unfortunately, that couldn't Oh, that didn't happen. So, yeah. So and is that a cast strength? Cast strength, yes. Wow. Of course. Very good. Do you uh, do you have any more details about pricing of these products or? Um, the um for Cullen eighteen will be about hundred and twenty five euro, something like that, hundred thirty euro. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't have the exact price at the moment, and um the JJ Curry will be about. I don't know the price at the moment. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But it would be under hundred euro. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, is the price of Irish whiskey an obstacle in Germany? Because it, in general, Irish whiskey tends to be more expensive than Scotch. Is that uh, is that perceived as because it's better quality, or is there kind of some kind of backlash against the price? Yeah, so the, the German people think that Irish whiskey is normally cheaper than Scotch whiskey. Okay. So this is also a big challenge I have to go here in Germany. Yeah. Because um, when we go with a single cast bottling, so an 18-year-old single cast bottling finished in Muscatel cast for about 120 euros, I think that's a very, very fair price. That's yeah, not absolutely. Overpriced. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you get Scotch single malt whiskeys, or you got some years ago Scotch single malt whiskey for 70, 80 euros, something like that. Yeah. Um, this is also changing because also the Scotch people do not have lots of casks from the old ones. Yeah. Um, of course, Brexit may change that. Sorry? Brexit may change all that as, yeah, as well. So. Yeah. Hopefully, bring Irish more to the fore. Then, if that happens, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you you talk about the prices there. I I know you've got much lower taxes in Germany, and and, and quite often, I hate to say it, I found Irish whiskey cheaper to buy in Germany and bring yeah. home rather than buy it here. You know, obviously, yeah, if you right. if you're shipping, but 
if you're walking to your off license here, you probably do say, but you know, there is a big discrepancy in in the in the tax. Yeah. We have the the two sets lenders card because okay. of the high the high ABV. It's about 30 euros cheaper here in Germany. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And also um we have a special bottling for the weekend. I did one by myself. This is your own private bottling now. And what did you call it? So this one for the um, whiskey weekend, this is just called special bottling for the weekend. So this okay. is not a... Um, It's a single grain. This is a single grain whiskey. Okay. And I really like the color. There's well, no color deep. added. That's the color. And it's three and a half years old. It's matured one and a half year in a virgin oak cask and two years in an STR cask. Okay. okay. And this is, has an ABV of 63.9%. That's a, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, uh, it's going to knock the socks off people, I suppose, as well. But... No, it's no? very smooth. You can really? really drink it very good with this percentage. And it costs 46 euros. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's good value. Yeah, and I presume, uh, presume it's a, uh, it's source obviously is the Great Northern. Yeah, that's the Great Northern. But yeah. I have chosen the casks where they are matured, uh, where the liquid is matured in. Okay, and uh, is that something you're planning to do? Is do more releases of your own in the future? Yeah, I have um, two own brands. One is called Black Rock. So this was <laughs> the one I started with. Uh, so. I started with the Teeling single casks and then um, there were some um, difficulties in getting single casks over with the labels I did before because the distributor wanted also to have the Teeling uh, labels. That was fine. Yeah. So from the this one, it's 280, no, 228 bottles. Okay, yeah, so Brendan there is, and obviously, you know Brendan, you distribute yeah. his, his product there as well, so the Cologne. Here are the products. Yes, yeah. Is that your full range there then? I see you have some gin as well, uh, yeah. Minky gin. No, it's not the full range, it's just some some bottles behind myself here. Yeah, I yeah. have some of them over my shoulder, I didn't have enough room to put them all on. Yeah. But, uh, so you're, you're obviously, you'd be um, doing the master classes, they're 45 minutes, Now, 45 minutes each is not a lot of time when you're doing four whiskeys. Uh, you're going to have a tight schedule. Yeah. I think. We have. Um, but I wanted to do it in two two days um, yeah. so that people have the possibility to join over the weekend. And in, you have to know in Germany, the trade shows are different than in Ireland. So okay. in Germany, you can go on a trade show the whole day and um, you can go to the stand and taste what you like. And mm -hmm. during this day, there are also so-called masterclasses, so tasting, yeah. where you have four samples, and they are also just being 45 minutes. Okay. So this is why the idea was to do 45 minutes, and we have these 15 minutes um, where we have a break, or it takes a bit longer, the session, that's also okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the biggest thing or the most important thing that the distilleries and the producers can do to help promote Irish whiskey in Germany? Mm, bringing out very good, very special releases because the Germans really like it. Yeah. So um, they like their cast strength and their limited editions yeah. and their uh, yeah. single cask options. Definitely, they like. And um, yeah, I think what's also helping a lot is when the people are traveling over to Ireland and the distilleries are open and they can have a look. We yeah. found out that helped a lot during the last years because yeah. when they then see the brand over here, they're like, oh, I was there, I visited it, I need a bottle, that was my holiday, that's something special. So, yeah. Is that something you might go into, Marie? Is uh organized tours i've been often asked that i mean you you, you know bianca don't you i think yeah you know i know very her. well and uh, i definitely would like to do it but i don't have time to organize it okay um because when i would organize it i would definitely like to go over 
and do the tour by myself with the people. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at the moment, um, I do not have the time to organize that everything by myself. Yeah. There are some ideas in the back and there are some plans, but nothing where I can yeah. speak about at the moment. Yeah, I can see Tina is here and she's a, obviously, you know, you know, Tina, I think, and yeah. she's a, an absolutely massive whiskey fan and she would yeah. be here in Ireland a couple of, I think Tina would live here if she had the, had the chance. <laughs> but, but of course, uh, you've missed Whiskey Live, you've missed uh, Belfast uh, Live, you've missed uh, Provine. What, what's the impact on that? Um. Yeah, I think there, there are just uh, this is these are all possibilities who have been missed for tasting whiskey. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and I think the Belfast Whiskey Week was organized awesome online. That was very good. Yeah, that. Was and good. I hope that it could be live next year. And then uh, I have checked already the dates so that I can fly over. Yeah, well, let's hope, well, let's hope that yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be in a bit better situation then. Tell me about um, German whiskey. German whiskey. Yeah, it's does different. it exist? Uh, 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 and what's there, you know, does it have the same technical specification or is, is it vastly different? So there is, there is German whiskey and there are, it's getting more and more, um, German whiskey on the market. Yeah. Um, the problem is that a lot of those whiskey distilleries were schnapps distilleries. So schnapps okay. is very common in Germany. Yeah. Um, so you often have this schnapps note on the whiskey. Really? Yeah. So it's not really good distilled, but mm -hmm. there are some distilleries here in Germany. They're doing a good job. Yeah. And um, but this is also something that has to be promoted a lot. Yeah. And yeah. the people also need to try it. Yeah. I mean, when you're selling Irish whiskey in Germany, are you selling brand Ireland as part of that experience? Or is it the whiskey can stand on its own? Mm. So as I like Ireland a lot, mm -hmm. I think I'm also selling Ireland. But not um, that I'm focusing on. But when yeah. I'm talking about the whiskey, I'm also talking about the distillery. Yeah. Um, I talk about the um, the things that are happening there, the things which I I did over there, and I often recommend getting over visiting the distillery. Often I get um, <laughs> go <laughs> there. The Irish whiskey trips use cases fact. I know that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, I we, we meet in County Clare, Thomas. That's fine. We can meet at Louise <laughs> that I can organize. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing because one of our largest export markets for the magazine is Germany as well. And But the people that are into Irish whiskey in Germany are really into it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and actually, they're into the whiskey, but they're into Irish whiskey history. They're into visiting the distilleries. They, they know often a lot more than I would as well about a lot of the different whiskeys, certainly. Yeah. You know, so yeah. not being able to travel over it is certainly having an impact. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because um, I think when we are talking about whiskey, we are always talking about the production and yeah. we're talking about the distillery. And we are also talking about where the distillery is situated. So when I'm talking about Pierce Lines, I'm always talking about the church. I'm always talking about what a great distillery it is, uh, where yeah. it is located in Dublin. Or when I'm talking about Power Squirt, I'm telling, of course, go to the Power Squirt Gardens also, visit the waterfall, because this is awesome. This is great. Yeah. So... Um, a lot of people tell me when I'm doing a tasting, I do it not very technical. I do it with my heart and just yes. talking. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, your enthusiasm is infectious. It does come. And, uh, you know, you, you talk to Thomas or, or Tina, or, you know, they are really massive whiskey fans. And I think Tina is crying out to be able to come over. But yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. It, it won't be long, hopefully. Hopefully it won't be long. So, yeah. uh, out of these tastings, out of the 11 
that you have. Is there any surprises from any of the distilleries? Are they providing any surprise releases? Yeah, so um, at Tranquility, we have um, a Pelican beer finish, which is just going to the U.S., so I yep. got some bottles. Um, PS Lines, we will have the distillery edition on the tasting sand. From the Plex distillery, we got their first two new makes. We got the single malt and the single pot still new makes. So no one ever tasted before these new makes, and they are great. I have tasted them already, and these are very good new makes. Um, and there's new make in every pack, is there? Yeah. Brilliant. We have from two stacks, we have the apricot brandy finish in the pack. Cologne has some uh, two of their special bottlings. We have in two stacks and in Cologne, two different new makes from Cologne, which are not GI conform. So very interesting things. Um, okay. Yeah, so I can imagine... I I can imagine from Brendan that it's highly unlikely to conform. Yeah. You know. Tell yeah, me, actually, yeah. uh, do Germans have a preference for, for blends, single malts, grains, or pot stills? What's their... So they expect pot still whiskey from Irish whiskey when they know a bit more about Irish whiskey. Okay. Um. Often people think that a single malt whiskey is better than a blended whiskey. Yeah. But I think it's nonsense because blended whiskey is much harder to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so these are the preferences. So I think when you are, you are asking one who's just drinking a whiskey sometimes and you ask him what is a good whiskey, he would say um, a 20-year-old Scotch single malt whiskey or something like that. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you've got to convince them. When you do get them to try them, are they surprised by the variety of Irish whiskey and yeah. the, the depth of flavor? They're not, you know, the notion of just smooth Irish whiskey, I suppose, is an obstacle in a sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like to do trade shows and I yeah. really like people who are coming to my stand and then I ask them, would you like to try whiskey? And they're saying, no. I don't like Irish whiskey. And then I say, okay, that's fine. But what's the whiskey you like? And then I say, I don't know, any Scott whiskey. And then I can say, okay, I have an Irish whiskey, which might be similar to that or might be better. You can have a try. Yeah. And then often they walk by and bought a bottle of it. And I really, really like these moments because they're happening often. Um, but unfortunately, I can't do that online. And yeah. That's very challenging this year. Well, I mean, this is a probably the only mechanism that you can actually do this is by doing an online tasting. Mm -hmm. so, so how many people are you expecting over the weekend? Lots of people. <laughs> the, the more, yeah, so, but there must be a limit to how many you can take. As yeah, well. so the limit would be um, the limit of people we can have on the same time would be about 250 300 wow, so that's a lot that's a lot of people so yeah. i think everybody who want to join they can join yeah and like you said th there's no issue with uh, sending it outside germany and yeah have you many irish in uh, germany that come and visit you and order whiskies from you they is are there... getting more yeah. kevin is one of them he's watching <laughs> Yes, yeah. I get confused by Kevin's middle name. So, yeah. Because it's almost a Greek middle name, if I'm not, you know, Kevin O'Connell, but uh, Sarah Pinho, I, I'll have to ask him when I catch up with him again. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh she does, lad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what's the plan then going forward? This, obviously, this festival is something that you've worked very hard from. Uh, is this something you, you plan on doing maybe more regularly? So let's see how it will work this year. Yeah. And now everything is set up so that we can do it again next year. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't want to say yes, definitely I will do it. Um, I can say that I will do it or not after the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Is there a possibility that you do should the situation change soon that you'd go live and do live version of it? 
might be an idea for the future yes never say no yeah but uh the the uh the market is definitely growing and you're definitely doing a fantastic job of promoting it everybody here knows you uh, in ireland every place like oh that's so. a good sign yeah i mean have you capacity to take on extra distilleries if anybody's looking to get a distribution in germany so have you capacity? Mo- so this year definitely we won't add any new distillery yeah um we need to look how next year will work. Uh, yeah. but at the moment, I'm very happy with my portfolio I have because we have very good whiskeys on the portfolio. Um, the gin market in Germany is so competitive and it's such a hard market. So that I definitely focus on whiskey, but I really like also to distribute gin. And I hope that I can also do gin tastings next year again. Yeah. Uh, we did some very interesting gin live streams and they were lots of fun. And um, yeah, so, but this year I won't add any new products. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about cocktail cocktails, Irish whiskey and cocktails? Is that something that's starting to pick up in Germany? Is there any way of promoting Irish whiskey that way? Mm, yeah, cocktails, that's a big big thing here in Germany of course but more um more in the bars yeah and they are closed now again so what I did I did some cocktail live streams um I did one with Connor from Pierce and it was very interesting I think these easy doing cocktails are common and of Mm -hmm. course Irish coffee yeah it's a big seller there still Irish coffee is flying the flag for Irish whiskey yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I hate to hear of uh, Scotch being used in Irish whiskey, but I have heard it yeah. propping into an Irish whiskey and uh, an Irish coffee in Germany before. But hopefully, that's not a, a regular occurrence. Yeah. No. Or, yeah. I, I see um, Barry online, and Ian. Ian is in the office above me. He does drones. <laughs> and, uh, he's just looking to cut into Barry, who I don't think he. Realized he would know as well. well what's your what, What's your um, plans then going forward, right? Or is it possible to make any now with what's what's happening? So during um, the next weeks, I have some live streams. I did one. I will. I've set up one for Saturday. I'm doing a Halloween stream. Oh, very good. And I will do blind tastings live online the first time. And I think that won't be lots of good whiskeys. Um, I, I get them chosen from uh, my assistant in the background. So okay. um, I don't know what will happen. And then on Monday, I will have a live stream with Maurice from The Liberator. Okay. I'm really looking forward for this because that's the last new product we added now this year because we wanted to have him on the Irish Whiskey Weekend, and we have a very interesting tasting kit um, put together for the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. And then after the um, Whiskey Weekend, I think we will do some interesting stuff online during December because I think there is not really an opportunity to do something live, like a tasting or anything. I mean, overall, in Germany, is is more whiskey consumed at home than it would be in bars? Mm, I think the cheaper ones are really consumed in bars. Right, okay. But the as more expensive it, it's getting, they are more consumed at home, yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, I certainly noticed that you've been on quite a lot more streams and on uh, a lot of shows, and you've been doing a fantastic job in promoting Thank Irish you. whiskey as a whole. So I'm sure, you know, it, it's... Uh, Great value, I think, those tastings, and should be great fun. And uh, I'll have to pick out a couple there and, and see which ones. Uh, two days, yeah. That's a- yeah, some people say the most interesting thing will be how I will look on Saturday night. Oh, should, should I book that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learn lots of secrets then. And, yeah, yeah, so uh, because my secret is that I can't drink a lot of oh. alcohol and getting drunk very fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it might make the weekend go faster. Yeah. 
So, well, look, uh, thank you very much, Marek, for, for coming on board. Thank you much for supporting us as well and uh, the great job you're doing on supporting all these uh, distilleries and all the brands. You certainly you. provided an outlet for them. Uh, if anybody needs more information, your website is the best place. Yeah, or contact me via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Everything. email, email. So yeah. maybe just to say when uh, someone wants to order tasting kits from another European country, please send me an email because our shop does not cover it. And okay. so it's the easiest way. Choose the things you like, send me an email with your full address, and then you don't have to do any more just paying and everything will be done then by us. Okay, excellent. All right, well, look, uh, I suppose one of the, the thing about the boxes then itself are they nicely packaged and presented nicely? Have you? Is there anything yes. you can show us? Or um, they will be in a um, box with okay. four samples. It is printed with our logo, and um, then the two glass will come in an extra box. Okay. Because, can we um, see the two glass a little bit closer there? Oh, so it's color logo. Okay, that's yeah. unusual. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't realize they do color as well on them. So. Yeah, that's, I think that's the first one I've ever seen with the colored logo. But I like the colors of the logo, so I wanted to have them on the glass. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, well, look, again, thank you very much. If anybody's interested, is there a timeline? Uh, is there a, a minimum date that they have to order by? Um, yeah, so someone is asking to ship to Norway. That shouldn't be a problem. Just send me an email and then I can figure out, but it shouldn't be a problem. And so from ordering in Germany, the latest day would be 16th of November. And uh, for all others would be great when we can have the order about the 11th of November, because maybe DHL will slow down a bit when everybody is in lockdown now. So that we just can be sure that um, everything will arrive in time. I just posted your email address there. So yeah, very good. Uh, I hope you don't get too flooded. But, uh, maybe that's a good thing as well. That, so. that, would, that would be great. <laughs> well, look, the very best of luck with it. I'll definitely be attending one or two of those myself. And uh, look forward to seeing you when you come over. Like you said, every yeah. time we meet, uh, you know, there's something on. So we're yeah. at some trade yeah. show or... Dingle Whiskey Bar, I think, last yeah. time. Yeah, Dingle Whiskey Bar when Fianna did the tasting in, on Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully all the bars will be open and we're able to travel and maybe we'll go and visit a couple of distilleries together. Yes, so, of course. So, look, thank you very much, everybody thank that's you interested. Very much. Uh, the information's on your Facebook page, is on the website. So it'd be great to support. It's great for the these distilleries that need support as well at this time and a, a great way of supporting our exports to Germany. So... Marek, well done. Really admire the work you've done over there in Germany, all on your own, because, yeah. you know, it's been a, a massive achievement for one person. So thank you. You'll, yeah, enjoy rest on the Monday morning I yes. hope, <laughs> as well. So, OK, look, thank you very much. Good evening and look after yourself. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That's an in interesting viewpoint of Irish whiskey from uh, from Germany. And it shows what one person, when they have the will and the enthusiasm for Irish whiskey, what they can do. So, look, I hope you enjoyed the show. We're back next week. Next week's a very special show. Uh, we'll have the announcement details, uh, possibly Friday, but definitely by Monday. And um, as I said, it's a very exclusive uh, show next week and if you've enjoyed the channel please do follow us on uh, youtube and support our channel and uh, good evening take care thank you very much good night